All right, let's go into your next patient. All right, I thought Mark might kill me when he saw this case, but he said no. It was okay, Matt. (laughs) All right, so this is a 91-year-old robust man who was kayaking across Smith Mountain Lake prior to his diagnosis. His nephew's a physician, and he's been actually a lot of fun to help take care of, too. He came to medical attention this summer because of a series of respiratory infections that were treated with several courses of antibiotics and Again, didn't get better, and subsequent chest x-ray showed a right upper lobe mass. CT then demonstrated a four-centimeter mass with some mediastinal adenopathy and some necrotic-looking nodes. This led to a PET CT, which showed numerous pulmonary nodules, all FDG-AVID, along with the dominant lung mass and disease in the liver. A MRI of the brain also showed a very small solitary focus, about four millimeters, with uh, enhancement and really consistent with malignant disease. A CT-guided biopsy of the right upper lobe mass demonstrated a adenocarcinoma, and he underwent cyberknife to the brain lesion. And we had a lot of discussions about what we should do. I mean, if anything, we talked at length about you know, palliative care and just letting the disease take its course. He's, as I said, was kayaking across Smith Mountain Lake, and he and his nephew were very much in favor of doing something more aggressive. We talked about carboplatinum and paclitaxel by itself, the combination of carboplatinum and paclitaxel with bevacizumab, and we've had some clinical trials in the office, which we reviewed as well. And they elected to go forward with carbopaclitaxel, and we added bevacizumab into his therapy, I think, with cycle two. Where was he in terms of the cyberknife treatment to his brain when you started the Bev? I think he was about a month at least after the cyberknife to the brain. So, Mark, I've been really wanting to hear what you would describe to me about this man. When I saw a 91-years-old carbo, <laughs> paclitaxel, bevacizumab, and cyberknife all in the same paragraph, and, of course, kayaking, I really was curious what he looked like. Yeah, when Matt started to present the case to me, it was kind of amazing. You know, there aren't very many 91-year-olds that are kayaking across a beautiful lake in southern Virginia, and he was quite active. Despite that, I still think we have lots of issues with regard to the treatment of the elderly, and I don't care where you draw the line of where elderly is, this guy's elderly. (laughs) Now, was he physiologically elderly? That's another thing. You know, obviously, Matt and I talked a little bit about some of the issues in the older patients, and we talked about the plenary session paper at ASCO this year presented by the French group in which patients over the age of 70 were randomized to monotherapy with either venerelbine or gemcitabine versus carboplatinum and paclitaxel. In that case, the paclitaxel done on a weekly basis, and there was a clear survival advantage for those patients that got two drugs versus one drug. So I think that's the reason it was chosen as a plenary session paper, and that you know most guidelines out there suggest for elderly patients to pursue monotherapy. So this is a nice example where two drugs are better than one. So Dr. Skelton pursues the three-drug strategy in this patient. So he got his first cycle alone. And the other thing we talked about is that I would be concerned about the toxicity of a paclitaxel taxol-based approach, and this is a patient that I would have considered two things. One is, and Matt and I talked about this, he quit smoking in 1980, and he had an endocarcinoma. So I would have tried to get an EGFR mutation in this patient because obviously I would be very tempted to use erlotinib if he were 
mutant. And I think given the fact that he quit 30 years ago, then there's certainly a greater than 10% chance that he might have an EGFR mutation and you could use erlotinib in the first line setting. The other consideration, if you were to consider chemo, would be the use of pemetrexid in this setting. I think that, you know, again, we don't know that it's more active than paclitaxel because that comparison hasn't been done, but I'm pretty convinced it's less toxic than therapy. And that was one of the issues during the appointment today was this gentleman's had three cycles. And when you talk to him, you are convinced that at least he clearly is better with regard to his chest symptoms. That's where his disease was, and that's where he was symptomatic from. But I also got the sense that he kind of had that cumulative wear and tear effect with the platinum-based therapy, and he was kind of, you know, getting out to four cycles, and he was a little worn down by it. He, you know, didn't seem to have any issues with bevacizumab, although he did complain after a couple doses of bev he was hoarse, which we've seen a little bit of, and certainly I don't know if that's more likely to happen in a 91-year-old than it would be in a younger patient. But we talked a little bit about the benefit he's getting with regard to his chest symptoms being significantly better, and he's very convinced of that. But I think he was also today wondering how much more of this can he take. And so we talked a little bit about duration of therapy. We talked about some maintenance approaches. We talked about a treatment holiday. You know, we talked about all those sorts of things. Didn't come to any conclusions, but I think the conclusion we came to was that it was the time to reassess his disease. And so we decided to get a CT scan. And I would argue that if his symptoms are better, then he probably is having a response and you could document the degree of that response. If he's had a dramatic response, then, you know, I think the options would be to continue Bev alone in this setting or give him a treatment break in this setting. This is a guy, if he had a great response, I probably would give him some time off therapy to recover from some of this fatiguing effect of platinum-based therapy, but also keep a close eye on him because if he tolerated carbo paclitaxel bev, he's probably going to tolerate single agent or lotnib or pemetrexid very well too. So I wouldn't want to deny him the benefit of that. I wouldn't necessarily think about maintenance strategy, but maybe an early second line strategy because clearly he's motivated. He wants to remain active. I think he was getting a point today where the platinum-based approach was kind of wearing him down a little bit. And I think he probably would feel better with a little bit of a break, assuming his cancer is under control.